We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final episode of On the Guest List with Fox trying to get down White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkey, and Dante of 2022. I realized when I said that it almost sounded like the last episode. No, it's just the last episode of 2022. We're counting down the best and the worst of this past year in music. Uh, with us today, as he was last year, it's becoming a Christmas tradition. Uh, Rob Gross is here. Uh, he's going to be Rob. I don't even can we even announce your new job? Or are you still off the books on that one? Um, we're, I'm announcing it, I think next week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I guess we could say it. Yeah. God, say what you are now. I'm the new, <laughs> for some reason, I'm the new senior vice president of label services at the syndicate, which I'm super stoked about. Holy um, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like paranormal researcher just with your background. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds no, really official. It's, it's, it's a real job. Not making this up. No, it's um, it's rad. It's been like two really good years with Shark Attack, but I think I just realized that I need like a I need a squad, and now I get one. And Syndicate's celebrating their 25th anniversary at the same spot in Weehawk, New Jersey. They've been since 1998. So good people. I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm really stoked. Well, congrats to Rob Gross, ladies and gentlemen. We're proud of you, buddy. Can I do something good. Win a fucking Grammy. Do something good. I want a band of Grammy ones. Buy and get one. All right. I'll get a Grammy. You get a Grammy. We'll all get Grammys. The only one who won't is Kenny. Great. <laughs> yeah. I don't want one. I feel snubbed. Yeah, I bet you do. We've been down that road. I can't believe we have I didn't been down get that one. Road. Uh, guys, it has been a hell of a year for the podcast. I know I sent in the group the other day. Uh, the back half of 2022 for us was fucking ridiculous. Uh, we did the Black Keys, Ice Cube, K Flay, uh, Nickelback, John Summit, Cannons. We did who else did we do? We did Madison from All Nation. We got Johnny on here as the full time fucking uh house band. Did you say Cube? I said Cube. I'll never get, I could never forget Cube as long as I live. Um, and then we Choppa. Have, NLE Choppa. We forgot about Choppa somehow. I forget and, like, we, who was at the beginning of this year. Like when was like dude, Neon Trees and fucking all those people? I don't know. I, I totally forget the first half of 2020. Before Yo, the Black Keys, I forget everything. I can find Lil out. Lil John. Lil John. We fucking forgot Lil John. <laughs> I can find <laughs> out. What? Dude, I mean, that's just such a ridiculous year. It, it, and I will say, too, I, I went back and I started looking through the past year in music, and it really hasn't been a bad year. Wait, there's wait, been wait. a lot we of had, really good. We had Windsor, which is fucking yep. great. We, we had, had the Used, which is we great. Had the used. We had the Foxies, uh, Jack I missed, Hayes. I missed all of those. Arkells. Um, oh, yeah, we had Arkells. Uh, dude, I love those. Are, Max is the nicest guy. Oh, Dirty yeah. Heads. We had Dirty Heads again. Yeah, <laughs> some Dirty Bro, Heads. What a goddamn year. Congrats, guys. That's and what's what's nuts is the beginning of 2023 is going to make that all look like yeah. <laughs> no offense to anybody, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be it's pretty stacked. Uh, I will say I I will say this out loud because it's all scheduled now. Our first interview of 2023 is Andrew McMahon from uh, something corporate and Jack's mannequin and Andrew McMahon in the yeah. wilderness. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, there's some other really huge ones, and there's one that we've talked about that I'm not even going to say out loud again because I don't want to jinx it. But yeah, don't. That one, that one, that one. I told Rob about the one because I trust Rob, and Rob hasn't said it out loud. But I already uh, forgot. Yeah, <laughs> good, <laughs> good. 
Uh, but yeah, hell of a year, boys. Great fucking work. Uh, fuck Dave, because Dave's not here. Dave is in the woods hunting or something. He's in his car, he says. Either way, I would have loved to hear Dave's picks for pick of the year. Like, I, I kind of sad that I didn't get to hear that. Fucking uh, but- shit wasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we, we need. We, we will be going over the best and the worst of 2022. We all have our picks. Uh, but I, first of all, we did this last year, and I want to do this year, this year. I went over the top five artists on Spotify right now, the people with the most monthly listeners on Spotify. I want you guys to guess numbers one through five, and I'm going to start with number number five. Who do you think number five is? Current. And they're all... Yes, current. current. This is today's top five artists on Spotify. Beyonce. Beyonce is not in the top five. What? Yes. Uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, Harry Styles. But he's probably, Taylor, probably like two or three, right? Taylor Swift is number five, which oh, I was hey, surprised I second guess. One. Taylor Swift. All right. Dude, All Taylor right. Swift. Someone said Harry. Drake? He's in there. Drake is in there. No, Harry Styles and oh, Drake are both that, not in there. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What? Wow. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is not in there. No way. Yeah, Doesn't dude. make any sense. Two so you're of talking the people, about total streams uh, for this monthly year? Monthly listeners. Monthly listeners. Sheeran? Ed Sheeran is number three. Yeah. Wow. So so far we have Taylor Swift at five and Ed Sheeran at three. So number four did not drop an album this year. Um, it's fuck. all pop artists. Uh, uh, Doja Cat, not Doja Cat. It's not Selena. Miley it's not Cyrus. It's not Miley Cyrus, who has a new record coming out, by the way. Yeah. Um, How do you say it? SZA? S-Z-A? It's not SZA, but her new record was fucking great. I just wanted to point yeah. that out. She just dropped a new album. It's not SZA. These people all have above 80 million monthly listeners on Spotify. There's what? two very obvious ones. Number Congos. one surprised me. Congos is, <laughs> Congos is number six, sadly. Um, do you want me to give you number just four? Yeah, give me number BTS, four. BTS, Bieber. Bieber is number two. Okay. Yeah. With 84 million monthly listeners. Mm-hmm. So we got number one and number four left. I'll give Is you number not someone four. like Rihanna, right? That's still it, just up there. It's not Rihanna, but it's uh. it's it, it is a lady. I'll tell you that much. Hmm. Number four is Ariana Grande. That's okay. that little spinning cupcake ponytail fuck. God damn it! <laughs> oh, I love her. I fucking love her so Good. much. All right. So number one has still not been said. I would sell all of you into Chinese labor camp for her. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. All right. Good to know. She can't uh, sing, though. That chick can sing. Yeah, she has a great voice. Yeah. Uh, number one is a guy. It's a pop artist. Sam Smith? No. So it's not Morgan Wallen. It's not Morgan Wallen. Okay. He, made my list. he made my list this year. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? A male I know, pop this is... artist? Yes. I'll give you it's a clue. A guy? Is it guy? Lil, Lil, no, not Lil Nas X. No. It's not Harry Styles. It's not Harry Styles. It's not He's Ed Canadian. Sheeran. He's Canadian. Not, we already said Bieber. Oh, uh, what's his name? Neil stitches. Young. No, the Stitches kid. <laughs> no, it's not Stitches. Island Boys. It's not no. So, it's, no, he's Island saying Boys. the song. He's saying the song Stitches. I can't think of his name. Good looking no, it's, kid. It's not Shawn Mendes. Not Mendez. Who is it? No. Who the fuck else is Canadian? He actually has some fucking street cred that he he's put out some amazing records, and then he went really poppy, and then he got dark again, and he just did a Super Bowl oh, halftime weekend. show. Weekend. The weekend, weekend is number one with eighty five million monthly listeners on Spotify. That, that surprised is, me. 
That is crazy. There it is. <laughs> yeah, the wild. weekend is number one. I was actually shocked about that. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. More shocking is the fact that Bieber and Ariana Grande both hadn't put out records this year, and they still are number two and number four, respectively. More surprising is Taylor Swift is at number one. But also, how does Harry Styles, he's like 13 or 14, and as uh, as it was, is definitely number one in terms of streams. I guess it's Be- just catalog or something, huh? Beyonce was number 45. Is that because she kept her music off Spotify? That for- might actually be it. I don't know, but I, there was like some surprising, like Drake was in the 40s too. Drake was not a top 10 artist. Yo, who made the most money? <laughs> oh, Harry Styles had to have made what the most musical money. musical artist made the most he it sold depends, out like, dude. He, what's his deal look like, you know? I don't know. Like, I'm not saying out. he's not making a shitload of money, but it still might be like one of those deals that, where he was locked in early. He sold out um, 10 straight shows at Madison Square Garden. Fuck. You have to think that that's got Who be. hasn't fucking done that, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, have you played Madison Square Garden? Yeah, dog. How many times? Uh, Twice. Wow. You're I cool. mean, I was... Listen. I was an opener, right? It doesn't but, matter. But I was direct support, not first of three. So I got. What's to, the yeah, biggest dude. crowd you ever played for, Kenny? Say that again. What's the biggest crowd numbers? Why not? Not necessarily your own, like even as opener. Oh God! I mean, it's got to be either ACL or Rock and Ring, Rock and Park in Germany. ACL's huh. like like eighty thousand people. Like it's no fucking joke. It's, it's the best. And they're like it's we the played like the five PM slot. You know what I mean? You're like it's oh, like, so you had a good you had a that's a pretty good slot though. You're still like waning daytime. Coachella you know we I mean? did co- uh, when we did Coachella we did Saturday seven PM main stage, which was wow, nutty. and that was a I don't but I still think ACL was bigger. Those German festivals though get fucking nutty. Those may have been the biggest ones. Johnny, what's the biggest crowd you ever played to? We opened up for Lincoln Park in South Africa in a soccer stadium. I think it ended wow. up being like 65,000 people. Don't you guys there. play to billions of people in Mexico all the time? Never that. Like nothing's been one crowd that big. But yeah, we've played right. some giant shows yeah. in Mexico. We played uh, Corona Capital. That's a great festival. Dude, that was the most. That's probably like that or Lollapalooza Brazil we played. And... Whoever the artist who was meant to have like an eight or nine p.m. slot, their flight couldn't get there, so they swapped us into their slot. We had a oh, way earlier wow. slot, and we were like, "Fucking a, this is amazing! I hope more people can." That Corona <laughs> Capital show, that festival in Mexico, is where I met Diane Tord in person. <laughs> I've never met more like fucked up on drugs people in my life. Pre-show, his eyes are like, you know, they're looking like this. Dante, what's the biggest crowd you ever did? Was it the Miley Cyrus thing? I would say either opening for Miley at United Center, which I think was like 18, or with Sammy at Lollapalooza, which I think Mm -hmm. they said was between, or I think it was around 25. 22 is the most I've ever done. That was the Bon Jovi show. That was the most I've ever been involved with. It's it's unbelievable when you're in front of that many people. Rob, what's the biggest crowd that one of your artists has been in front of? Like that you were were you at the show? Um shit. I don't know. I never thought about that. Like I I've had artists play Coachella like pretty deep into like I I had Queens play Coachella and we were working together, like the headline. Wait, you worked with Queens of Stone Age? Yeah, like for I worked like as a college rep, as a field rep, and then like again as a marketing rep. But they were like between records, but you know, still got into the show. So I guess we were still working. Um yeah, it, I I never get to do like I guess the Stones they did Desert Trip, but I didn't go. 
I ended up going to um, they did one show. They did a one show tour and they played the opening of the T-Mobile in Vegas. So it wasn't like a massive thing, but like we were working together while they played Desert Trip. And that was like had to be what, like 80,000 people, something fucking insane. 80,000 old people. It's so funny to like like hear like the different stages where you said like oh it was just one show at the T-Mobile Arena like it wasn't that big of a deal or anything like that. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you worked with the Rolling Stones, dude. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. Like since 2016, <laughs> it's been downhill. Right? Nothing, like, nothing um, like taking a new job and being like it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bringing the stones with me, but oh, um, man. But yeah, I, I think the, the largest crowd I ever played to is probably like 75 people. So uh, I <laughs> Dude, um, we've, I've got the best story intimate. about that because we we opened up for Lincoln Park. And it was like long ago, 2012 in <laughs> South Africa, flew back to America. Nothing had happened for us here, like literally nothing. And we had we were landed in New York and played some show in Connecticut or something to like four people for a radio station. <laughs> and like the letdown of being like, you've seen, the, you've touched the stars and you're like, oh, this this is what a career could look like back into the fucking van <laughs> tour the u.s like 45 days in a van eating pringles and shitting in bathrooms and a gas a gas stations you're like fuck we could Dude, have been there it truly is the hardest part Dude, of the entire let me journey say so big crowds are epic and incredible when you play for a bigger crowd than you expect somewhere like abroad overseas or in a different country yeah. Then it's like, it's just, a, I don't even know which one's a better feeling, like playing a huge festival in the U.S. or playing a really rad-sized festival in, like, Romania or Italy, like, random. Well, first of we all, do. there's no festivals in the U.S. that I've we've ever played. We've played uh, most of, or a lot of the big ones, that have ever come close to anything in South America or Mexico. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. we played uh, that Corona Capital came the next day, played ACL, which is, like, fucking dream for a band to play ACL, and it was boring. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, the, yeah, we, we had did, um, a massive crowd in front of us, and it was like, "Oh, this is really fucking boring." Because much, the crowds <laughs> just are not as cool as on like a in much hundred percent crowds are not as cool in Europe, at least for my experiences, where they go nuts. But we played one of the craziest experiences. We played Romania, our, our own headlining show. It was just us, not even an opening band in a field. Ten thousand people show up, and you're oh, like, shit. "You couldn't be further from home." So you're like, "How is this fucking possible?" Yeah. <laughs> There's no better feeling than like when you're booked to headline a show and you're in a city like you're not that familiar with. And this is like an early journey thing, but actually people show up and you're like, yo, what the fuck? I was expected to play to the bartender night. Dude, you, you'll go you'll go from like wearing your laminate on your belt loop so that you kind <laughs> of get recognized to like never wearing a laminate so you get left the fuck alone. I never do things like that. <laughs> Yo, same. <laughs> All right, let's wait, get it. Wait. Let's get let's let's go ahead, Kenny. I'm just going to sit here like this. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Give I was doing the calculation. That's 10 million, right? Like, this, yeah, this it's is, 150 this is to diamond. 1, right? The streaming equivalent they count on the RIAA, I believe. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. When we got our first, like, gold and platinum ones, we were, like, incredible. And then, you know, you're like, oh, wait, this is also, like, streaming, which is, like, some other algorithm. <laughs> Yo, do you have, like, a, a plaque for, like, most SpongeBob laughs recorded? I wish, you know what I mean? <laughs> we won Emmys this year. Congratulations. You know, like, I don't think I get one, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah. All if right, the well, show wins you. an Emmy that I did the dialogue editing for, shouldn't I get, an, shouldn't I get the little Emmy? You should. 
Let's get into best and worst of 2022. We have some categories here. Put your goddamn plaque down, Kenny. Jesus. <laughs> uh, let's start with our individual picks for album of the year. And this is not a Grammy talk or anything like that. We have, we're going to get into like what we want to do for the Grammys. I have ideas for that. But uh, let's talk about what we thought the album of the year was. And Rob, let's start with you. What do you have as your album of the year? So my album of the year is by this band that I love called Caven. And I've been a fan of them for years they were signed to rca for a hot minute they were supposed to be like went on tour in europe playing stadiums with the muse and the foo fighters and then uh they turned in the demos for the next record in 2005 they're like rca literally said you could have your masters back we don't want these wow so they bass player died in a free car accident about three years ago band was done made their first record in 10 years and literally a perfect record like just like uh, uh, like a kind of a mix of all eras of the band. They were one of the bands that invented metalcore, ended up doing all this spacey rock kind of shit and write these beautiful, beautiful songs and then just put out a fucking great double album this year. Wait, what, and, out, what uh, band are we talking about? Haven. Haven? Oh, I don't know that. Haven. Yeah, they're from oh. uh, some, some town in Massachusetts. I don't fucking know. Yo, Massachusetts? Yo, I put, was some respect, to somebody. put some respect on that, man. I, yo, I'm, I'm here right now. I was now. just saying Look. I don't want to mispronounce the name of the town, so let's just say they're from Massachusetts. Yeah, you, how, do you spell, uh, how do you spell it? I'm looking it up. I'm looking Dante, up. How you do can you spell the band name? You oh, can admit that all of your town names are fucking outrageous. Oh, they're all old. They're all old English. They're all like boroughs, shires. Yeah, I mean you you're from Worcester. It's spelled yeah. Worcester. Yo, Worcester. Yeah, we, I didn't know you were from Worcester. One second off, I was just like, talking to somebody got this war, week we've about got Worcester, Dorchester, Gloucester. There's lots oh, of stirs. Yo, are you a mass? How do you spell this? How do you spell this <laughs> band's name? C A B Y N. No, just two different words. The watch they're from Boston. I just don't fucking know. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yo, so many band. metal bands come from Massachusetts. I was kind of nutty. I was talking to somebody this week about. Yeah, that. dude, dude, fucking. There's a lot of hard rock lovers yeah, out yeah. here. Killswitch Engage is from Massachusetts. I know Killswitch on Earth. Like yeah, there was yeah. that new wave of like whenever metalcore like made that movement in the early. 2000s, I have been back on a Killswitch kick hard lately. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking yeah. of fucked up things from Massachusetts, Dante, what was your album of the year? um i mean you know me i'm always on the fence with shit but if i had a gun to my head i'm gonna have to go this is a very tough decision i'm gonna have to go with gemini rights by steve lacy great record still playing it still playing it still love it i'm still hearing songs that i'm i'm like wow i actually like this song more than bad habits and i mean it's he it's just so fucking good and i'm i think i read something that he produced it on his iphone or some shit like his, that his first record he bought an irig from guitar center and recorded the entire thing on his iphone it's amazing bonkers it's fucking incredible steve is the man fucking snl incredible yeah i mean and it's another thing too where it's like he came out of that whole Odd Future Collective in one way or another. He was like around like Matt Martians and and all that shit, and, and he's just absolutely taken over the world. Um, that's a great pick, Dante. I didn't know you were that into that shit. I love that. Uh, love that. I love that album. Let's get one that I think he doesn't have one. Kenny, what's your album of the year? <laughs> no, yeah, right, dude. Mister Morale, son. Kendrick. Ah, mm-hmm. Hell yeah! It's Are a chalk pick, me? dude. That record, great like, album. Yeah, great album. I front to back, still heavy. Listen to it today, like it's just. It's 
it's what I it um how do I put it? I had the biggest expectations for it, and it exceeded them. You know what I mean? Like fucking unbelievable. For someone as experimental as Kendrick to put out something unique like that, like yeah. even surpass what he'd done in the past with like yeah. the Tampa Butterfly and Damn, yeah. like really just an incredible record. And I hope he cleans up at the Grammys. That would be my hope. Yeah, uh, me too. I, me too. He deserves it. Uh, Johnny, that, I think that made me like it even more was how much not backlash there was on it, but how much people were like, Oh, this, you know, this is a flop. This sucks. Like I, I liked it even more because of kind of the mainstream, you know, shitting on that it got. It's the first time I think I've ever compared a hip hop record to Radiohead. Like it felt like Kid A or it felt it felt like uh, OK Computer. Like I really enjoyed the fact that the first record had, or the first song had four beat switches in it. He could have just made damn again and it would have been fine. Everybody would have been happy. But he's but above that, dude. He'll never that's what make I'm the saying. same thing twice. No. Which is fucking fire. So that's a great pick, Kenny. I, I appreciate that. And I forget about that record came out this year sometimes. Uh, Johnny, do you have a record of the year? Dude, you have no idea how hard this was for me. Like I just had to go search through my Apple Music and see if I'd added anything from like post-1973. <laughs> and the only shit I listened, I could say like, and I've only listened to one or two songs is Oliver Tree. Like that's the only I don't know. It's the only thing that sounds actually fresh and new to me because yeah. of the the sense of humor in it. Because yeah. I don't know. He's like on the, my list for a different question, but I back yeah. here. Okay, yeah, I back like, here. We gotta get he's, we gotta get him on here, man. Oh, that would I've be tried. I've tried, and I've tried talking shit to him too because he seems like he's that kind of guy. Like, oh, you think you're tough <laughs> shit? Like, you know, come on, my shit. To, uh, to be but fair, he's on such a big level right now in terms of like where you see where he's. Dude. doing press and everything it's yeah. insane i'm not fair. saying you couldn't i'm not saying colin couldn't get him dude colin could get the fucking pope on here Yo, he's going from alternative to pop as a joke <laughs> he just did yeah. techno as a joke it's so he just did house music as a joke dude uh, he's done a few he's done a few house records and they are great like great fucking songs no bullshit in my prediction he's, for 20 he's so far he's so fucking talented it's unbelievable i don't like what a weirdo he is on stage at these shows and like smashing everything so and all that. So I think that's, See, I, I, think I like that's the little... whole persona because yeah, I feel like he, what he's exactly what alternative music particularly needed. Like I know he's kind of bridging a bunch of genres now, but he's what alternative music needed because there's such a serious bunch of cunts. Yeah. Alternative music. Yeah. Like it's so whiny and serious yeah. and he needed someone to just come and be like, none of this shit is serious. And at the same time, still making actually good. Well, that's my favorite. With, that's with my emotion favorite thing, in them. You know, that's my favorite thing about him is that for a while I didn't pay attention to him because it was too much of the joke. Then right. I started listening that was to the my jokes, thing too. Yeah. And the jokes were fucking hilarious. His YouTube shorts, like all this stuff, incredible. Then I started listening to the music and I was like, oh, this is really, really good. Yeah. Dude, he, he's on my list of people that I want for 2023. And as Johnny said, I don't think there's anybody we can't get anymore. I think we're going to pull some fucking rabbits out of the hat this year. And I got some names I'm going to throw out there. Yo, we'll by the way, can, can I also say Oliver Tree's interview podcast with. Uh, Logan Paul is one of the Hilarious. funniest podcast yeah. episodes I've ever heard in my whole fucking life. Uh, my hey. album of the year yeah. is Cheat Codes by Danger Mouse and Black Thought. 
I truly think this was the best record to come out this year, and I'm incredibly biased because I've said it on the podcast before. I think that Black Thought is the most underrated rapper of all time. Dante laughed at me for that. Is he underrated, Dante. though? He is. <laughs> no, no, he no, is no, no not, not in a mean way, meaning like in my eyes and my vibe, he's pretty highly regarded as as one of the best of all time. Dude, he is one of the best of all time. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. And I think the Jimmy Fallon move might have like taken away from that because I feel like now the, the roots are thought of Jimmy Fallon's house band no i think until probably until like they were making let's say like phrenology i think yeah. that he was properly rated yeah and yeah then yeah. when like like white middle america started right. seeing their house band they're like that's when quest love law and this is not a knock at them at all like, not they, at all no they, fuck they, no not at all check fuck yeah but they've but, been on they've been on fallon for so long now that we're getting yeah. old, and there's a generation of kids who watch Fallon who didn't know that the roots were a thing before Fallon. You know, yeah, they so, don't. Know, they don't know things fall apart. They so don't know. Con- so, Colin, that's like my. That's why I laughed is because it's like me saying like Comet or Cameron's the most underrated rapper sure. alive right now. Like, yeah, yeah fucking unbelievable rapper, but he's basically retired at this point. Well, like, that's the thing though. Not- Black- Black Thought has put out three great records called Streams of Thought that were solo records in the last couple of years that not that many people listen to. But this record with Danger Mouse. Now, once again, Danger Mouse is my favorite producer. He's put out some of my favorite fucking records. This was a perfect combination. It was nice because I've been listening to so much Broken Bells and so much. I was going to say those the, Broken Bells records are the Michael Kiwanuka records where he was doing these more like orchestral soul records. And then he the just Karen got back o to that. The fucking dude, Karen O records. Unreal. Dude, the Karen O record. But then he got back to like the grimy hip hop shit and yeah. Black Thought and Danger Mouse. It's just perfect. Run the Jewels was on it. Uh, they had a posthumous MF Doom feature. They had Joey Badass. They had Russ. It is my favorite record of the year. And I really think it's not being properly rated, even by like the B Dots and the, the Elliot Wilsons of the world. They didn't even put it on their top 10 list. And it bothered me because I just truly think it's the best record of the year. So uh, I think yo, that, I, that word overrated or underrated is a great word, though, because there's even like all time legends in my mind, like Paul Simon. Let's just like pull sure. someone like from all time. I actually still think he's underrated in a weird way. Like, how I don't know, you can sell out fucking Central Park three times or whatever, and he's still to me underrated just because the depth of certain people's genius goes so deep that it's like you, everyone can keep discovering new things that they're achieving. So it's like Agreed. being underrated is in many ways a good thing, you know? You don't yes. want to be underrated to the point where no one's heard of you, but like where people can still discover more about you. You know yeah. who I discovered late in life? And by late in life, I mean like last year. <laughs> Not discovered, but like really fell in love with. This is kind of embarrassing. Billy Joel. What? <laughs> I, I know. I, listen, for whatever reason, oh, it's skipped, it skipped over me and I never listened to it. But last year I got deep and I was like, oh, yo, fuck. Billy Joel is fucking sick. Hold on. Oh, Kenny, the biggest hater of everything. <laughs> yeah. Th- you just actually goes- like an artist and it's Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that just goes to show you, I'm I don't like hate gonna... everything. Yo, the song Pressure, I was listening. That's oh, what dude. kicked me off, right? It's halftime heavy metal. It's fucking dude, sick. Dude, it's unbelievable. They, his <laughs> 80s, his 80s, his, actually 70s stuff is fucking unbelievable yeah. too. Oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, it just sucks that he basically quit after that River Dreams album and mm-hmm. has just been touring on basically four albums his last fucking 40 years must yeah. be nice <laughs> must no be i mean it's awesome he's got but... like 40, 40 hits yeah, yeah. seriously yeah. it's insane all right, my well, parents what? had a, fr- a real quick story about Billy Joe. my parents had a f- good friend in phoenix when we used to live there who was 
used to date Billy Joel way back in the day. So whenever he would come to town, I mean, she must called... be blazing <laughs> or in her day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But she, whenever he'd come to town, he'd call her up and they'd go hang out or invite her to the concert. So they went to go see a private gig he did for a bank where he got paid like a million dollars for, you know, like 15 minutes of that. Corporate they went gig. to the after party at the hotel and he sat there for like two hours playing covers at the, like being the fucking piano man. And my parents were just there hanging out with him, with their friend that, you know, used to date him back in the day. And he's just being the fucking piano man, playing Beatles songs, like all kinds of shit. They said it was absolutely incredible. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Sick. You guys are cool. Must be me. nice. Uh, let's move into our next category. The most disappointing album of the year. And I have three. I, I would love to start. I have three. Dante, go ahead. I, if, what, if this isn't on your list, then I don't even know you. What is it? Honestly, never mind. Yo, that's my number one. That's uh, I. I have that in yes. a roundabout way. Drake, yeah. Drake, Drake's dance record. Trash. Yes. Yes. Trash. Agreed. Is that yours? In too, every Kenny? sense. Yeah, that's mine. Okay. I didn't have one. I've got. Well, I have another answer, but I'll take that one because I'm always about getting on a fuck Drake train because it's, <laughs> it's so goddamn boring. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Rob, what do you have for your most disappointing record of the year? I have two by the same artist, and they're it's technically four records. Oh, uh, I know what it is, dude. How do you get John Frusciante back in the yeah. band for a third time and literally put out like eighty songs? If you you songs? didn't, yeah, you didn't like any of that. Yeah, I did. I liked when they released the Japanese B side, <laughs> the first record. They put them on streaming services, like, hey, you know, you pay extra money for the, whatever, and they and they did it for the second double album too. Like, I'm put Anthony Kiedis over here, right? Because you can't have the Peppers without him, but he is fucking terrible. The yeah. band, Chad Smith is probably one of my favorite drummers of all time. Rashad yeah. is one of my favorite guitarists. Flea is Flea. These records are not good. Like the music's not good. Yeah. Dude, that, when that, when, when, that, when that first single came out, Black, oh, Black Summer, Summer. Dude, he had like got, an Irish accent. Hey, oh, yeah. Dude, yo, yo, yo. That song is has that not grown on you because it's grown on me. I hated it at first. Now I now I actually kind of like it. I got mad I, when it came out and I said it on the podcast. He has like kind of like an old timey pirate accent and it annoyed <laughs> the fuck out of me. I just like it's to the point where like I love the chili peppers so much. Like collecting the B sides from the Californication era, and by the way, and and Blood Sugar. I mean, like One Hot Minute is like that record yeah. gets lost because they don't fucking own up to it. Literally, one of the best fucking records to come out of that era. They they lost me so many times, and like to your point, I jump back in. We're like, fuck, I didn't, it just didn't sound like this. Like Dark Necessities, or like there's a song called uh, it's on the record, the On With You record that Josh Klinghoffer plays on. It's like. Something a, a police station. It's a fucking brilliant song. Even Yo, poor Klinghoffer, <laughs> dude. Yeah, dude that guy literally has saved. He say, single handedly saved Pearl Jam uh, this spring on tour. Yep. He not only is the multi instrumentalist on the road with them, literally like this, the member of the band. He stepped in to play drums when Matt Cameron got COVID. Then he'd go back. He opened the show with his own solo set. He literally played for like five hours a night. And then Yo, and for anybody to cover Matt Cameron, let alone a guitar player, quote unquote, you're like, that's fucking unbelievable. I know. And then I got like, a question. Good. Do you guys think all right? So obviously dropping that much material in, in a year is fucking psychotic. Do you think that they were sitting on all this? And when Frashante came back, they were like, 
let's let's fucking record this and put it all out or do you think they just fucking went away for two weeks and just no i think it's a i think it's a combination i I think think it's a combo too yeah the load reload situation where like because that makes sense that makes sense if it if it if it didn't hit the way you expected it to it could be that it's just old material that was it would have been more appropriate at the time but their, work, their it, workflow historically let is me, so weird. Let me give you my vibe on the new Red Hot Chili Peppers. I listened to all of it, and I was pleasantly surprised. But I think what that means is that my bar yeah. was way down here somewhere. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, hey, it's not bad. You know? <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh. But like when when you go back and like like when Californication came out, like that was a big fucking deal. Like for Shantae had rejoined they had this whole behind yeah. the music about it. I remember listening to it and like he's so delicate on that record. He's still like refining his footing in that simplicity of his playing. Go back and listen to any song on that record now. And it's like, fuck, there's so much shit he's doing that I didn't notice the first hundred times I listened to this song or like the harmonies vocally or whatever. Same thing with By The Way. And then when they started getting into Stadium Arcadia, I'm like, oh. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I will and say I've been watching nonstop for Shanti live videos since they started touring again. Crazy. He still fucking wails. Oh, no, no. So he funny. is un- an unbelievable musician. Dude, he's just playing in like two baggy of pants, tube yeah. socks, a fucking shitty T-shirt. And he's just oh, yeah. oh. He's going for it. But yeah, but I think that was it, right? Like I went in being like, I like all the B-sides from these weird eras of the band. Even if like, because that's what this this last record was basically like you know they had four albums worth of material the, nothing on there like stuck with me at all and it's like to your point of like yeah I'm not as disappointed as i probably should be but i think my expectation was like right that yeah yeah under yeah. my feet you if know? i have to go it's not bad it's probably not good yeah, either it's not well, bad. I, <laughs> my, 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 but all three of my picks are bad and my number Damn. one pick we talked about this before, Dante, and me and you both agree. The car by the Arctic Monkeys is fucking oh, oh, yeah. great shit. call. Yeah, great yeah. call. I really thought that they went through that weird phase where they were doing like alien waltz music, and no, it's not a phase. It's just like Alex Turner is getting older and he's just making weird. He wants to be David Bowie on the moon, and it doesn't work. It's fucking terrible. I was really disappointed. Um, oh, you're right. Number to me, two. they sound like one of those bands that's trying to get all experimental but doesn't have the musical chops to do that kind of shit, basically. It's, it's like in their lane doing what they were doing, obviously they were great. You know, they had like had a, their own sound, their own feel, and then they're yeah. trying to like become fucking jazz musician. It's Who's like, better? dude, you're out of your element. Totally agree, Johnny. I feel like if they released it under an alias or a different band name, I, I would have at least given it a chance, but... Going into it and being all hyped for new Arctic Monkeys, and then hearing what would call what was that first song? The ballroom. Uh, it's uh, they're better. Or there, there should be a mirror ball or something like yeah, that. Dude, yeah, dude. Hearing that and just waiting and being like, is this like? Are they trolling? Yo, Yo the first time I even the rest of them. The first like, time I even the- saw the song, Dante posted a picture of him in his car, and it just said, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> we played a Firefly Festival on uh, the same year they played it, like 2014, and we watched their set later on. And he did too many like. Uh, combing his hair moves for me during the set sure? I was like all right dude it's a fucking great song you got a great record this year but like enough with the fucking you know like yeah yeah playing, uh, you know playing I, feel, I feel like kevin parker is the much cooler alex turner Ooh, like, like who's that. a better experimental sound 
fucking envisionist. Tame and Paul by Alex mile. Turner. Well, yeah. I feel like they started there. You know, like that was that's yeah. their lane. They're way more on the Which, experimental side. By the way, side. I don't know how old it is. It might be like a year old. But the other day, I was cruising YouTube, and then there's um, a Tame Impala live show at his fucking incredible beach mansion. Oh yeah. But of course, they're all like not wearing shoes and they're in pajamas. And but like the fucking performance is flawless. It's incredible. I, I, I got just... I got two more albums I want to quickly drop. Oh, yeah. Um. This one's for Dante because I was excited for it and he was said it was going to be dog shit and he was right because I forgot the album came out. Funk Wave Bounce 2 by Calvin Harris. Dante, oh, did yeah. you even know that came yeah. out? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so over this whole pop mainstream Calvin Harris like hip-hop I loved, shit. I loved Funk Wave Bounce 1 and this was just atrocious. I and mean, dude, one, all I, the songs were the same. Yeah. They were all the same, like fucking same BPM, same key. They just had different features on them. And I mean, I'm over the whole hundred BPM down tempo shit. Like, yeah, uh, you guys are going to laugh, but I want the like big room Calvin Harris. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want would, that yeah. shit back. Well, my, my last record was a special by Lizzo. Uh, I really thought for Lizzo when that first single came out about day and time, which I still really like yeah. banger. The, the rest of that record was not good. Dude. I, you know what I love? You know what I, I love about that song though, is she and Dua Lipa and weekend are like leading the charge on bringing this disco sound back. Yeah. That's why I love that. Fucking. I like, I, you know, I'm a huge disco guy and that song was just so great, but you're right. It fell off a cliff after that dude uh, well because i love you the first record which was a lot of it done by x ambassadors mm. is a fucking masterpiece record it's so good it's great pop music this was like lizzo it seemed like she sat in a boardroom and got ideas from like a focus group on what people wanted her to do and it we just do didn't... we talk we we talk about this all the time these breakout artists they have all this success with their debut album because it's actually their shit yes. and their sound and then it's like the label gets their claws into them they line them up with these producers that they necessarily wouldn't work with if it wasn't for the label insisting on it the label has input on what's going to go on the album and it, it, there's a reason that the sophomore slump is a thing and almost every sophomore album is a flop well there's also big like breakout artists what what I saw when I was at Interscope, I don't think we talked about this before. So we did. Well, I think it's still pretty interesting. No, <laughs> but, I, I want to hear it. No, it's like, and I can't, her name will come back to me, which is a, it's a bummer that I can't remember it right now. But like when Selena was going to put out new music, you know, she she did. And then all of a sudden this cavalcade of artists started getting signed or they were probably in A&R kind of purgatory for a while. And if it's, you're, if you're not the label manager, somebody else is, it gets assigned to them. You don't know the trajectory. You're just like, oh, all of a sudden, okay, I now have this artist I have to work. Cool. They all started sounding like Selena B-sides because they fucking were. They were all songs written for Selena that Selena's like, no. So they go to all these other artists. There was one called Ugly that was a fucking banger. The name will come to me. She was like this, like she was in the cover of High Times, like 2017 or so. And I remember I was working with Liz Hewitt, who is uh, Taylor Swift's backup singer for a while. And Liz, who sadly got dropped, she's fucking amazing. Um, we went out and shot a video and it was like they were using treatments that they didn't like. And so our treatment fell in line with their treatment and ours was rigid. It was fucking crazy, but that was it. It was like literally a cavalcade 
of women that sadly got saddled with like Selena Gomez, like runoff shit. She, they were good songs, but that's, I feel at the major label level, that's how it happened. That's a that's tough thing in the, in the pop world. I can tell you though, as a one hit wonder from a debut album, uh, that part of that sophomore slump thing definitely is that fans are fucking idiots. Oh, wait, a, fans are idiots. B, chasing that second, you know, smash, right? Like when we did after sale, the label's only question ever was, what's the next sale? And you're like, there isn't going to be another sale. <laughs> something different. And that was a huge thing, you know. Right? How much does that suck, though? Like having that pressure. Oh, it's on like, you. I mean, that has to affect your entire writing process. We took a year and a half off. Uh, we toured Megalithic Symphony for four over four years, and then once the record, the second record started getting made, it was so insane the pressure of a second sale that everybody just didn't talk to each other for like six months. <laughs> I think I've part never, of the problem is, and this has not happened at all labels, and you can look at certain bands' careers, and I look at like Young the Giant as having crafted the perfect trajectory, yep. whether it's it's partially by luck, but also clearly by design. Like yep. their trajectory of just touring, having like almost hits, yep. getting in there, and it just keeps growing. Yep. Whereas you have that big hit, I mean, like we, I can speak to that also, obviously, like it, it's not, it's almost just like uh, pure mathematics that there's mm -hmm. too much energy and too much thought about certain things from the public from the label from everybody that they start seeing the money come in from that first hit and they're like we have to do this again yeah because yeah. our first single off our second album or it was third album but second label album went to number seven at alt which is fucking great right failure 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 Epic failure as failure. far as they were yeah. concerned they're like all right this album's dead the band's wow. dead and it just leads to like this downfall whereas anything else you went to number seven you'd be like holy shit this is yeah. amazing let's yeah. do let's yeah. do the next one yeah and dude, that's that's fucked. dude and that's so true same with we had four i think cage the elephant was the only one that beat us we had four number one alternative songs off that first record cage the elephant beat us with five off their big record. That debut um, was amazing, by the yo. way. And, right. And then the next record that we put out, like anything that was not surpassing Alt and going to pop was a failure. And you're like, yeah. Oh, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, I've never said this to you, but that sale was not my favorite song off your debut album. I don't give a shit. Kill Your Heroes <laughs> is my favorite song off that first Kill album. Kill Your Heroes <laughs> is, yo. is still a crowd favorite live, or what was when I was still playing. Like, what's the, so what's the really, really fast one? I never remember the name. Uh, fuck, uh, Soul Wars on that no, first off. one. The second record had kooks anywhere, everywhere. My favorite song off of Kenny's debut album is the space between the songs. <laughs> right. Yo, that's, of cold. that's cold. We put a 14 and a half minute song on that record and we played yeah. it live. Pretty fucking awesome. Anyway. I actually like that's That's an epic. No one makes epics anymore. Yeah. Shout well, out well, to, to AWOL. I have two. I have two things before I, I forget because my brain is mush. Speaking of Young the Giant, can we all agree that the Walk Home is one of the best songs of the, the year? Great fucking song. It great is, song. It is incredible. There's it nothing like, that they've done that I didn't like, and it pisses me. That, that new a, album was really good. It is a perfect, perfect song. Um, just like so fucking talented. And secondly, Rob brought up a good point about um, throwaways getting passed down to other artists and. I, I have to say this. They had a, they had another hit this year. I thought we would never hear from them again. Do you know who has made a great career out of doing that with songs that nobody else wanted is Walk the Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right about that. Like, seriously, they're Can, obviously Shut Up and Dance, 
so many pop stars fucking threw it away. They made it a smash. And now what's what's this song that is getting a ton of airplay now that not good. They just came it it's not good, but it's the same thing. Like it got a a bunch of other demos got cut. Nobody wanted to put it out. So it, it felt into their lap and now let's they have another radio quick, hit. Let's go on a quick tangent, only quick because we got to get back into the list. But yeah, we don't talk a lot about the co-writing world and the pitch world, which is where I spent most of my time after AWOL. There are groups of people I would love who just to write a song a day, every day, and then they shop those songs to artists. That and that's literally how it goes. An artist or really the artist manager will get a thousand songs, whittle it down, send it off, blah, blah, blah. And that's how so many fucking records are made. Even in the alternative and rock world now, it's so much about pitch. And any song that we made that like I made that didn't get used, I then put in a bucket and I send to labels. That's yeah. the way that's the I way mean it runs. Even more than any other genre, country is that, but that's the entire yeah. ecosystem of country music. So I went to uh, I went to um a broken bow BMGs. Yep. Uh, I happened to be in Nashville in December, just at, or just at the time of like early this month up for the November. Doesn't fucking matter. I didn't realize I was there for the CMAs. It was the last week to fly to Nashville that wasn't like a million dollars to get there. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'm here for the CMAs. I went to the party and literally while I'm having a conversation, five different artists rotated through the, the the you know playing two songs a piece or whatever the, my friend that was with who is a country artist was like i thought it was the same dude the entire time it was five <laughs> she's like you can tell his jeans are bedazzled that guy's got frosted tips that dude just you know, you know and, and, to, and to speak on that like it in LA, the songwriting community is a really small world. Everybody knows everybody and everybody knows what everybody's doing. So you have favorite, I mean, Dan Auerbach, right? And fucking like so, so many people that you can hear that when somebody puts out a song, sometimes you're like, hey, who did that song? And then you yeah. find it, you're like, oh, of course it was him. Feldman's a huge one of them. Oh, you're like, yeah. if I hear fucking woes and three chord progressions on a record, I fucking know Feldman did it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I want to do an episode. Just I want to do an episode for AI to take over and put us all out of our fucking misery. I can't wait. Johnny, for... <laughs> it's 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 we're on the doorstep. I I feel you still like, listen. It's to already happened, music? and we're, they haven't told us yet. Like no, it, I mean it's the only it, way to explain it. Yeah, it's called the Chain Smokers. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, I didn't tell you guys the entire new Fox Shot album was completely written by an AI machine through the internet. Like, Yo, you, just, you still I just listen to? Yeah, but it's like a music. broken That's AI stupid. machine, right? Yeah, it's broken. Yeah, none of it's good. None of it's good. Yeah, it, I let's translated do, it hey, poorly. Hey, for real, let's do an episode on on the songwriting process and oh, yeah. the politics and everything that goes on behind it because I'm super interested in all that. I have so many I stories. Know, I know. I'm I know insane. about this much. I would love to know everything about it. And I know the no. general public would too. You better so bring let's... a pack of cigarettes and just sit there. And fucking no, I, I want to. I want to just ask questions and, and bounce them off you guys. So let's do an episode on that. Got it. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> that note real quick. My, By the my, way, oh, my brain opened. I remembered the name of the artist. This, it, it's Gyra Burns. The song was called Ugly. It's fucking fantastic. An unbelievable pop tune that was written for Selena. It's fucking great. She put it out. Got dropped. Oh, yeah, interesting. Perfect. Uh, so, all right, let, let's go into. We'll do a twofer on this on this round. Uh, your favorite new artist of the year, like not new, but like the one that you discovered this year, and then okay. also pair it with the artist you want to go away next year, like someone okay. you had enough of. This um, is where mine came full circle, and my discovery this year was Oliver Tree. Was okay. I absolutely fell in love with him. 
again, starting from the jokes, like before I even listened to his music, I'd watch his YouTube videos and laugh my fucking face off. Um, and then you watch all the all the like interviews and he really is a funny fucking person. And then I got into mu his music. Really great. The music videos are all fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. Then he put out that record this year. Cowboys don't cry. And I, I was like, the songwriting is actually really good. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, man, there's that's a good, good find. Yeah. Kenny, who do you want to go away? Uh, I think I just like as a throwaway thing, just Kanye. I think like even I've had enough. I know what's yep. what. And I love his music. But like, I mean, I haven't for years and I just don't. It just it, OK, it's done. It's time. It's time. It's All right, time. Let me go. Yeah. Let me go next because yeah. I hate go to ahead. be a. Uh, a fucking hipster on hating but like you know since the first time i've come on this podcast we've been going on about kanye going away and it's like he should have gone away for the bad music now he's going away for other reasons <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm happy wait johnny what are, what are the other reasons all the reasons yeah. what, are the the, what are all the other reasons all the other obvious I didn't reasons the anti-semitism and yeah. bullshit, Yo, was there a deer you know? in your it's backyard like, yo johnny did i just see a I deer walk that. through your backyard yeah, <laughs> you, you might see Dave come next. Uh, I, I swear to God, I just saw a deer. I swear to God. Yeah, what I if, saw this. What if Kanye's outside like, of your house? <laughs> Kanye's uh, in yeah. your backyard. He's not even going to go look. He's just like, eh. No, eh. Yeah, this is, this is Hill Country, Texas, baby. There's deer everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I, he's, he's been boring. He is boring. He will be boring enough already with Kanye. It's not going to happen, though, because for some reason... He seems to be fascinating to people. And I kind of mm. get that aspect of him. He has a certain, uh, like, magnet that draws people at his attention for no, in my opinion, no good reason. It's just so the wild shit he says. It's more, yeah, like it's, it's more like magnet at this point. Like, maga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if even if, even in that realm, there's, like, way more entertaining people, I feel like, than him. Like, he's not even good at being, like, a, an annoying troll. Right. That, that's uh, just my humble opinion. It's like Elon any, Musk. He like I yeah, like did, that he likes to troll. But he's just not very good at it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he's dude. Seeing him trying to make jokes is the best because he's like the dude at the party that makes a joke and everyone is like li literal crickets just crawl across the floor. It's awesome. A sink into the office and thought it was gonna land. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that's my favorite moment of the year. <laughs> oh man, uh, Johnny. So my find favorite artist I found. Uh, you know that show Rami. Uh, by yes. Rami Youssef on Hulu. I found so many cool, uh, like Middle Eastern Arabic hip hop artists through that. And there's a guy called Ab Yusif that it's doing, it sounds like kind of what's going on currently in American hip hop. But for me, way more interesting. I just think because of the different rhythmic nature of Arabic, like we're getting completely different phrasing. Cause I feel like every hip hop artist has fallen into the same three or four like rhythmic patterns. Like it was da 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 for a while. And now it's, you know, like they, they find one pattern, like no one can get out of it. So Dude, now it's drill. Now it's yeah. all it. This drill sound is like every hip hop yeah. beat now. It's the new, so York, it's just interesting to hear yeah. some yeah. new like world influence into hip hop. I've, a lot of the shit I find, interesting in, in hip-hop is coming out of south africa where it's obviously influenced by american hip-hop like ever the whole world is but it goes through a filter of what's happening in africa in in like house music that. in africa and comes back out and you get really interesting shit out of that the other uh new artist i found is george jones who's like the legend from the 70s he's not yeah. new obviously but to me and i kind of knew about him but being out here in uh, just outside Austin, like in fucking Hill Country, Texas, I've been listening to a lot of old school country music, and he's the shit, man. You cannot do sad, old, drunk 
country better than him. It's like Piercy to the heart lyrics about she left me. I can't quit drinking, and I, I fucking love it. So, so it's this year, all you new found, to me. This year, you found George Jones, and Kenny found out about Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dante, uh, your best new artist that you found, and the one you want to go away. So I got I got two new artists, and one of them's not new, but I totally forgot all about them, and. They came back this year, and I forgot how fucking awesome they were. It's the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Oh yeah, um, that spitting off the edge of the world record is fucking awesome. Um, so them for the reason I just said, and somebody that I never heard of, but found out about this year, and I fell in love with, along with ninety nine percent of America, is Zach Bryan. Yeah. Um, I know real deal country fans are going to clown me for that because, you know, he's been around forever. Well, I never fucking heard of him until this year. And Same he's here. the man. His fucking yep. music is awesome. Yeah, I'm going to get into him later in the episode, but he's the fucking man. He also does. Uh, uh, Good to go away. This is weird because I don't want them to go away forever. Like Kenny and Johnny want Kanye to go away forever. I just want them to take a fucking break because enough we've we've heard enough from taylor swift yeah yeah fuck off inundated (laughs) us with like four albums in two years like we all right take i think she's about four or five albums away from making an interesting record so we gotta give her another (laughs) four or five and she might make something when is she gonna make a hip-hop record you know what i mean that's coming down i can't wait for it that's gonna be like celine dion of hip-hop and and harry styles just because that fucking album i feel like Every song has been a single on that album. And now they're playing songs for sushi or music for a sushi restaurant on the radio. And it's like, dude, that's like the 13th single in this fucking album. Enough. Yeah. Take a fucking break. Taylor Swift should go away strictly for the lyric. Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby. That lyric, I still nobody. I I can't believe anybody else wasn't like, what? She didn't write that that lyric. Can I explain how that lyric was written? Sure. They uh, went to Chat GPT, which is an open AI. Like, you know, have you guys fucked with Chat GPT yet? No. So it's a it's a chat bot, but like the most sophisticated chat bot ever. They put in there, give me what's gonna blow up on TikTok if Taylor Swift said it, hit send, waited four seconds, and that lyric came back. Like so much of her music now sounds like it's not even like test marketed. That's like so old school. It's like bot written. And they know exactly how it's going to respond. Like they've yeah. pre-gamed, pre-looked like looked at how everything's going to go on the algorithm. And it look, it worked, dude. How many fucking TikTok trends happened with her songs these years? Like I understand there's money behind it, pushing it, but they're also exactly fit what works for a TikTok trend. So you can't knock her for that. But it's also like, we're, we're not talking about music again at this point. You know, like it's like the yeah. AI gaming. It's Skynet. Is yeah. what it is. 100%. If would be honorable, we'd all fucking die fighting the machines. Instead, we're listening to shitty pop music. <laughs> Hell yeah. Rob, uh, your favorite new artist you found and also the one you want to go with. Okay, so favorite new artist, I think I discovered like two or three years ago, but everyone else seemed to discover him overseas this year. And he put out, they put out a brilliant record this year. So I'm going with Bob Villain. Oh, he, I've seen that name come around a lot. He told us to about that last time he was here. Yeah. I, I just he dropped. They dropped. So it's hilarious because they finally played shows in America. Um, opened up, up for a meal in the Sniffers, and they played two headline shows uh, in L.A. and San Francisco. Both sold out club shows, 
And when I met them, I didn't realize the name. He's like, I'm Bob. He's Bob. You're Bob. We're all Bobs. So they're they're really named Robert. So it makes the name like that much more hilarious. It's like an Andrew WK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Literally way more energetic than even that. I've never wow. seen like, fucking unbelievable show and nicest dudes. And now they won like Kerrang band of the year. They were on a cover of, they're not even a fucking metal band. It was a huge uproar that one, there was a black duo, non-metal on the cover of Kerrang, which is like sacrilegious. And it was fucking great. And they won a bunch of other awards last week at some other UK. I'm over the moon with them. Like literally like an unbelievable band. Hell yeah. Also like uh, uh, there's two like uh, other bands, the Bobby Lee's are really fucking good. And this band called James and the cold gun also from the UK. They're all from the UK um, signed to stone Gossard's label from Pearl jam. Nothing to do with Pearl jam. Just a really good, like alternative band. Um, all the good rock music is coming out of the UK and it, Ireland. It's dude, all coming like, out of Yeah, it's just good great hooks and just like just good dudes. Like it's really good people. Um yeah, and you you nailed all the going away. Obviously like Kanye, I, I just can't take anymore. And I've been I've been <laughs> in the for a long fucking time. The religious shit just put me over the edge and then now yeah. the anti-semitism, but like and the Taylor oversaturation I can't take, but I cannot I think like what gets me is that is the being fake about something until it's just, it works for you just enough and then moving on. And for me, that's MGK. I can't ah, do it. Let's go, baby. Let's fucking go. Because that no, dude is like, he hops on whatever bandwagon is like, Oh, Travis Barker's doing this. Cool. And then like, does it and it sucks. And then all these kids, that's what they're seeing as like, they're like, that's rock. And it's like, it's not fucking rock. And then he goes back to hip hop and he's like, well, that's hip hop. That's not fucking hip hop. So it's like, he's <laughs> just worst. literally superfluous in the annals of music <laughs> time history. Yeah. Dude, I oh, love yeah. when people say shit, so I don't have to say it. You know, like, I, I was thinking about, I was thinking about where this. I agree, disagree, or I agree out, and then like I get to have the, the laughs, and then Dante's like, sweating and shaking. But right I was now, thinking dude. about this earlier because MGK is on my list for a different one. I know Dante is going to say whatever, but my wife actually, who's the hater of everything, brought up a good point. She goes, "You listened to the like two emo." punk music or whatever it's like the ataris and fucking hey mercedes and fucking like in midtown and like all the actual midtown. right so like i know this genre i know right. what it sounds like and mgk fucking isn't it right. can we go back right. a second where you said your wife is the hater of everything the one you, you, you think i hate everything let me get that bitch on this oh, podcast. Yeah, dude, you dude. haven't you haven't met Sarah's yeah. like the most sarcastic, yeah. like in an awesome way. Yeah. I fucking yeah. love her because Kenny's of it. Like, the beam of positivity. We call her a savage, dude. She's fucking savage. Every song I've ever made, ninety nine percent of them, she's like, eh. So when she <laughs> actually goes, I really like this. You go, yeah, fuck yeah, I did it. Oh yeah, dude. If you can get your wife to yeah. like a song, Facts. holy shit, you have a hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I knew that I was working with. On, he's become like a great friend now. But when I was working with Billy Rafool, the singer songwriter from Canada, when I was at Interscope, that's how I knew that I had somebody really special on my hands. Yeah, <laughs> I fucked with it. But my wife hates everything. Yeah. And in the three years I was there, this last tour of Interscope, I did like it's War, my last tour with Interscope. It was she went to three shows in three years. The aforementioned Rolling Stones, yeah, the T-Mobile in Vegas, and two times to see Billy Rafool. And I'm like, yeah. that dude's fucking got it. When I, met in, when, went I, to the show. when I met my wife, she had a huge Sonic Youth poster on her wall and fucking all the right shit. You're like, God damn it, your taste is actually really 
my new artist of the year is not a guy who's new, but I found him this year. It's same Fender. I've talked about him a lot on the podcast. Absolutely obsessive. Uh, I think he put out uh, the record came out in 2021, but the bonus tracks came out this year. The live tracks, he headlined Glastonbury. He's the fucking man. He scratches that age for me for like great Heartland British rock. Um, and the artist I want to go away is Drake. I know Kenny yeah. said it earlier. Uh, dude, I hated that her loss record. I hated it. It, I, I wanted to like it so much because he was rapping, and I've had enough. Twenty One Savage, he's been everywhere. I'm just, I'm just bored, man. It's boring when that you know, she rap- Sorry, speaking what you to what you're saying and speaking about my wife being a savage bitch. She was reading the questions on this list, and she's like, "Artists that you want to go away?" She goes, "Fucking all of them." Clean slate, <laughs> clean wipe. Let's start over. <laughs> I love it. Dude, can we make her head of programming at Spotify where she just goes control alt delete or whatever the fucking uh, yeah, terminal yeah, yeah. command would the, be? All, just the like, only thing delete. The only thing she'd put back up would be fucking Otis Redding and fucking, you know, like I'm hey, cool with that. And all the I right mean shit. music. Yeah, yeah she exactly. put music back up. Right. I want can we get somebody hired at Spotify that's just in charge of renaming all of the playlists? Yeah. Like, yes. I don't want rock my block. I don't oh, want dude, the Apple Music <laughs> ones are worse. Have you ever seen the oh, Apple Music breaking ones? Rock. They're oh my all god, bad. dude. They're, they're this all this bad. is a crime that should not go unpunished. Check this out. <laughs> I love visual examples. Family breakfast. Fuck you. <laughs> Skincare routine, like who? Who's fucking doing like? What? This is uh, light. It's for, it's it's Leave for the dumbest alone. people. Leave it's for the alone. dumbest people on earth. <laughs> if you're listening same... to one of these playlists, you should not be allowed to have music ever again in your life, dude. It's literally for the same people who used to watch daytime TV. For the people yeah. who used to like sit around and watch like infomercials <laughs> during the day. It's that's what that is for. Having said that, I'd love to get on any one of those. If anyone yeah, knows what's anyone on that? Apple, yeah. I'm uh, available for uh, massages. Yeah. All right, real quick, let's go around here so we can get, we can fly through this. Uh, let's go, artists you want new music from. And Johnny mentioned mine earlier, but and this is corny. I know I'm going to get laughed at for this. After that new Rihanna song came out earlier this year, I want to hear what a new Rihanna album would feel like. Like I, I that song she did for Black Panther was fucking incredible. I would be very interested to see if Rihanna would go like experimental or more orchestral. I want to you know Rihanna. where I stand on this. There's nothing corny about Rihanna. Good, Gr- no, greatest pop, greatest pop star of all time in yeah, my opinion. She's up one there of, for like sure. of, of modern time. Yeah, cool. She's, I'm glad I didn't get shit on for that. Fucking genuine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenny, your pick. Uh, what question? We're, oh, new music from Childish Gambino. Oh, and he right. put out a single this year. It was whatever, but like going from "Awaken My Love" into "This Is America," like those steps. Like, give me some, give me some more of that, please. All right, that's a great pick. Hell yeah! Did you watch Atlanta, by the way? By the way, you know who said that to me? Who told me to use that? Sarah, yeah, your wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go. She's got it she's, all, dude. She's the yeah. talent here. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, your pick. Wait, what was the question again? New uh, music. Artists from- you oh. like new music from the new year? The streets. He kind of put something out last year, and there was a couple good tracks on it. Uh, I wasn't totally into the album, but I've been such a huge fan of his forever. I'd love to hear new stuff from him. Have you oh, ever? Yeah. You, you, know, you know the streets? No, that's why I made that face. Oh, said I've never heard of him. He's this. He's a rapper from Birmingham in the UK. Had a huge, huge album. At least in the UK, I don't know if it ever really cracked America. Um, I don't know when was that. Like, ago. yeah, twenty years ago. He's the funniest fucking dude, but also like. 
it's not just funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even less so than Oliver Tree, I, I feel like he still falls heavily on the comedy side of music. The Streets is fucking hilarious, and then a hundred percent music. Also, I don't I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Check him out. He's he's fucking cool, and it just has such a interesting turn of phrase and also interesting rhythmic phrasing. So I'd love to hear some new shit from him. Johnny, I think you'd really like Detroit rap. Like it's it's like part comedy, part rap. Like look up Babytron and look up BFB All the right. Pac-Man. Uh it's it's comedy it's literally comedy rap, but it's fucking fire. Uh all right, cool. Just, yeah, I'll check that out. Uh Dante, your artist you want new music from the new year. Um two and we're getting it. Um Q one, I think early February. One is Ellie Goulding, Ooh. who I ab- absolutely love. Uh and two is Paramore, who I know this album has supposedly been done. Uh, just waiting on it. Both of the first two singles off of it, I love. This yeah, is why this, in the news, is both it's really great. good. And yeah. I got shit on for that online. Dave hated that fucking song. It's so good. It it almost feels, the instrumentation of it almost feels a little like early Chili Peppers to me. It's a little bit loose. It's a little bit jammy. It's it's not as emo. It's really cool, actually. Right. Uh, Rob, your artist you want new music from in the new year. I think we're, I'm getting it. Uh, new Queens of Stone Age record. No shit. Oh, nice. I'll jump yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think like no disrespect to the Mark Ronson record. I think it was strong. Yeah. I think there's some strong. The, the opening song, Beat Don't Fail Me, is Love it. fucking amazing. That record got compared to songs for the deaf. Anyone that was over 30 at that point was like, you're out of your fucking mind. Um, <laughs> that's the weakest record in their catalog. And it's still good. But yeah. I think a return to what makes Queen special, which is riffs and like the, the big weird hooks. I read something about him recently that that explains everything about Josh. He never learned how to play guitar. Like he didn't have a guitar teacher. The guy that taught him how to play guitar was a polka instructor for accordion. I saw that. That explains everything about how he sounds. Um, I also, and this isn't like a plug for my buddies. I really do want to hear him. I think you met them when you when we hung in July. I'm stoked for new music from my young, young rising sons. Yeah, we talked about that. They're just they write fucking perfect little pop songs. Yeah, I, I I I like those guys. I knew about those guys before I knew you, uh, oh, nice. and I like that band a lot. Uh, it's it's funny you mentioned the the Queen's Mark Ronson album because uh, I was watching a Mark Ronson documentary recently, and to hear Mark Ronson talk about the making of that record and him being like, "It's my favorite band." And he's like, all my friends in the industry were like, just don't fuck it up. Don't fuck up Queens yeah. of the Stone Age. And I don't think he did. I actually yeah. liked the record. Mark Ronson's talking voice is one of the most annoying oh, things well, on earth. Is he English? Is he American? It's he's so fucking he's talking genius, to. though. He's incredible, dude. He's the best, dude. I love Mark him Ronson. When, uh, when like him and Jeff Basker work on Bruno Mars music, the world opens up, baby. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. They have they have the fucking sauce. Dude. Yeah. They, have, they have the sauce. Um. All right, those were all good picks. Uh, let's go into one of the last uh, categories here. Uh, artist of the year. Who do you think the artist of the year in 2022 was? Uh, Kenny, we'll start with you. Who do you got? Uh, mine, how do you say? Mine is, is a band that came out of nowhere and it is now like direct support to the headliner on K-Rock festivals and shit. Wet Leg. They kind of ah, came out of out of left field, you know. They're not my favorite band, and I'm like not not like jumping out of my chairs for them. But to watch a band go from what they were at the beginning of the year to where they are today, yo, good for you guys, dude. A band that actually made rock and roll fun again, yeah, like actually like fun, good yeah. early 
turn of the century fucking New York sounding fucking yeah. fun three piece shit. like bring give bring me back three piece bands. Fuck dude, yeah, dude. Love a good power trio. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh Rob, we'll go with yours, your artist of the year. I'm gonna go with Turnstile. Yes, dude. I think like and then I'm not plugging the syndicate in my new job for this, but like, dude, they got turned on to a Taco Bell commercial. They are literally a hardcore band that sounds like a mixture of 311 and Snapcase. It's exactly what it is, dude. Taco Bell commercial for fucking nacho fries. And and they didn't do any of this like any which way. They literally just put out music and then toured the shit out of it. That's it. They literally did this the way you're supposed to do this. They're not a new band. It's like their 11th year of existence and putting out music or something like that. But they really kind of didn't hit the mark until the last record. And then when Glow On came out this year, it's like, it's my record of the year. Yo, Rob, I got a question for you. Way out of left field has nothing to do with Turnstile. What's your vibes on Maniskin? I think you're going to ask me what my vibes on Taco Bell. (laughs) No, we all know what (laughs) that answer should be. I think... They're doing something. Is it real? Is it real? Like, is it real? That's a great question. I don't know. Like, when you ask me the question about a band like Spirit Box, I will tell you that I know it's not real because you don't open up two shows playing, opening up two shows for Limp Bizkit before they cancel a tour, and then you're on the cover of Polestar magazine. Right. That doesn't fucking happen. Dude, Maniskin sounds to me. I feel that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, it, it's they. I think probably it's there's a lot of money behind it, sort of yeah. like Greta, where yeah. it's just yeah. kind of like yeah. doing this. Same thing with Ghost. I don't think Ghost is a good man. But I hated Listen Greta. I don't mind Maniskin for some reason. Right. I don't know why. I, don't, I haven't done a lot. I don't mind of... Maniskin. Kenny, talk to your wife. She needs to sort you out on that one. Yeah, no, I know. Me, I know. You know what I they know. sound like to me? They sound like a weird band from like somewhere in Europe. I want to say like. Greece they're from Italy. Italy. They're Italian, and, yeah. And that and they won Italy. like some weird Eurovision competition doing yeah. an impression of rock and roll. Am I am I getting it close? No. Yeah. yeah. You're that's dead what on. they fucking sound like. It's enough already. Stop doing You're this spot fake on, ass baby. Shit. I think <laughs> I think it's the it's the MI MI who in the, it's the Fleetwood Mac thing. Who in the band are we all sleeping with? And I think people are intrigued. The bass player is not hard to look at, and I think that her playing right. she plays topless. Doesn't hurt. And the music's fine to not good. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, you know who's in the same. This is probably going to kill. They'll never talk to me again if I say this. But when I think of like who's more deserving in the same light as Maniskin, fucking dead Sarah, dude. I feel yes, like that band should even, be. Dude, oh, why, what are you? Why are you not, saying it like like that's even a question? Right. I'm no, I I know. It. It's just for whatever reason, Maniskin's taking some of the boxes that I felt like dead Sarah ticked oh. off for me. But I love dead Sarah. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. So I'm like, yeah. I just Emily has be, one of the greatest voices. I want them time. to be as big Ever as Maniskin. I guess is what I want. Here, here's and my s- thing. And I, I brought this up on the podcast since the inception of this podcast. Every couple of years, there's a new band that comes out that I think that record labels say, have we had a, I don't know, kind of like an androgynous, shirtless, like uh, a yeah. fucking like uh snakeskin pant band in a while. How does or a is- shirt have sleeves, but yeah. only sleeves? Yeah. Dude, do, do you know what I think sleeve? this is a problem of? I think we need more religion back in the world because <laughs> like, no, I'm kidding. We need the opposite of that, actually. Yeah. Like yeah. we need to 
segregate pornography from music a little bit more because when when these two things blend i'm all for pornography and i'm all for music and i'm all for them kind of mixing i understand there's like sexuality in music like everyone wants a hot fucking rock star or pop star to look at and like that's part of it i'm not trying to deny that but when it becomes too predominant of a factor in music you start to like something has to be sacrificed for that and that's what this band sounds like to me there it's like yeah it's all it's a perfect visual package particularly for what's going on in like sexual kind of interest right now it fucking nails it perfectly and that's exactly what's wrong with it hey johnny it's like it's not based on anything real hey johnny i have a question for you how did i become such a sex symbol do you hang that sweater up speaking of sex symbols do you hang that sweater up like next to your computer so that like it's like mr rogers he like comes in the door <laughs> puts on the sweater now it's time to wear <laughs> also johnny Dude, a question for you I, too. I have worn this uniform so far for two months i'm going for another two months yeah. at least do you I know how it. nice it is to have a uniform yeah i don't care if it looks ridiculous or not like this is it i never change baby I don't never think change. about it johnny can you also do me a favor and sample your voice saying I support pornography or whatever the fuck it is that you just said. But no, but you uh, know what I'm saying, right? Like it's, it's, it, it can pollute things. It's not that it in itself is bad or like there's some moral thing to it, but like there, everything has to be in its right place. Yes. Right. You know, I think that's a Radiohead song. I think it's a biblical saying before that. Yeah. Uh, My artist of the year, Dante mentioned earlier, Zach Bryan. And I say this because the guy kind of came out of nowhere. He's kind of a junkyard Jason Isbell, which I love. Uh, but he's also like, I, I use this word sparingly, but a man of the people. He just put out a fucking live record from Red Rocks called All My Homies Hate Ticketmaster, and, uh, which I thought was genius. But he put out a fucking 36 song album this year that was really well written, like just great Americana music. Um, and I'm always for people discovering real shit and it's a very real record. It's good fucking well-written songs. There's no frills. A lot of it sounds like they just put a mic in the middle of a live room in electric Ladyland where they recorded it. And it feels fucking like you're in the room with it. It's really good shit. So, uh, Zach Bryan's my pick. Um, I guess to round this out, I, I, I wanted to put, do a thing for worst artists of the year, but jo- I found it. Uh, I found it today. Johnny, can you go and look something up real quick? Yeah. Uh, it's a song by someone named Leah Kate, and the song is called Twinkle Twinkle Little Bitch. <laughs> uh, I just found out, I, I Googled where songs of the year, and this came up. It was huge on TikTok. Um, Kenny, you're going to shit your pants when you hear this. Are you, is this going to get the podcast pulled, though? No. Not All if right. it's under 30 seconds or something? Yeah. Just play the beginning. Just yeah, start it over. Twinkle, twinkle, little bitch, just another narcissist. Hate your guts, you make me sick. I'm so fucking over it. Emo boys, that song said they're Cut it, please. <laughs> Dude, she should marry MGK and then the world would oh open up a portal Oh my god. To hell. The worst part is that somebody had to write that trash twinkle, and twinkle, not like bitch. it. I guarantee whoever wrote it hates it. I guarantee. <laughs> the comments on this are awesome. She's got hidden talent. Let's keep it hidden. <laughs> this this song is perfect for introverts. If you're hosting a party and your social battery runs out, just play this song and everyone will leave. It's genius. Dear God, as a songwriter, that shit is so offensive to me because it's just like people spill their guts out on a page on a regular basis. And then you went through fucking 
like a nursery rhyme book and you picked out Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and you made it about your narcissistic emo boyfriend. <laughs> the Dude, year's almost over, guys. The year's almost. Do you know over. what it is? It's it's a uh, it's rage bait. I think a lot of this stuff, like it's you put it out, you know that you're going to get a response, and that's all that matters in today's era is a response. It doesn't have to be good. Well, it can be good anything. Pre bad press is good press. Well, yeah. speaking of that, I got one more, Johnny. Look up. Nobody's going to tell me how to live by Kid Rock. Don't don't don't. Yo, don't make play me it. like him. <laughs> it's you have to put going. the video up too. It's right. the video, the video starts. It stars Monster Truck, a band I used to work with who's from Monster Saskia. Truck was a great band. Great band. Uh by the way, uh for those of you who can't see this because you're not watching on YouTube, Kid Rock rides a uh a rocket ship middle finger into space with an American flag on it. Hell yeah, don't make me like them. It sounds like here you go. You know what I mean? I'm gonna jump ahead. Jump yeah, ahead. Look at all that bullshit. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. Wait, I, this is not a joke, right? Oh, no, no, it's a dead serious fucking is song. He in you know how many hours I spend every week trying to figure out whether something's a joke or not, like these days? It's insane. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a it's a monster truck song, and then Kid Rock basically does what he did to Sad but True over it for American Badass, but got the band to do it with him. Oh, God, bro, it, yeah. the, the music video <laughs> is incredible. I think this song, I think the words "cancel culture" flash across the screen like ninety times. I'm pretty sure he uses the word "libtard." Like he's he's going. Don't make he, me like him. Dude, he, he, he's a wild boy. Man. Sometimes uh, I wish cancel culture was as real as the people that are worried about it so that right. they could get fucking canceled. Dude, I remember we, we were in the studio and uh, we were watching that. And Erica, our other singer, had a cold, so she wore a mask. And we were watching that video because I was like talking to my engineer. I was like, pull this shit up. And she... I see Erica watching it, and like half the song is about like pussies wearing masks. And I took a video behind Erica of her wearing the mask, and then cut over to Kid Rock. <laughs> I just captioned it. Erica asked me to put this on, and she was like, "Please take that down. Please take that down." I was like, "No." <laughs> well, that's a year review for 2023, ladies. Or oh, wait, I didn't get to say my my worst. Did we do worst artist of the year? I didn't think anything could top Twinkle Twinkle Little Bitch, but knock yourself out. Go ahead. What do you got? Oh no, that doesn't count. That's like joke music. What about Morgan Wallen? No. I know Dante <laughs> loves him. Like Dante that, loves the worst shit. <laughs> but like, is, is isn't that the worst kind of stuff? This like country music that's written by Jack Daniels and Bud Light. Like it's, right. it's all yeah. a fucking beer whiskey advert. It's it's an unbelievably bad. I have so. a shitty soft spot for bad country music. Sometimes I get yeah, but how does Dante? Not that how kind does of bad, kid... bad country music, dude. There's bad country music that's like fun, has like, like a kind of like, yeah, it's like got something, some character left to it. This is written by fucking ad people at beer companies, and yeah. it's it's not, it shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part about that guy to me is the fact that he uh, he got canceled for a very valid reason. And somehow, because of the American South got bigger, like people bought right. the tickets to his concerts just to stick it to the man. Like, it's yeah. like, what are we doing? Yeah, it, he got way bigger, way bigger. Yeah. Bad way. press is good he press, baby. He, he was from the, the voice. Forum. He sold out the forum like last month. And I just in LA, I went to these shows where I'm like, 
you know what happened, right? Why are you there? <laughs> like, well, you see a couple of your questionable Instagram friends who are like, well, I know why you're there. But yeah, then you exactly. Others, and it's like, wait, you're with the person that I don't, wait, you're, to, you're together. Oh. Do you think that it, that was an experiment by like the Nashville establishment to see like, hey, what are we going to try and make a quick buck off of somebody getting canceled? We'll just turn it back around and be like, oh, I'm by the way, you're really going to let the the liberal media silence this man? And it's like, you sold out Dude, 900 dates in a row. Seriously. I think the Nash, like it's as cynical and as kind of evil as everyone thinks Hollywood is. I think the Nashville scene takes it even to a deeper level because they are so cynical. There's no way that 99% of these country artists believe the shit they're talking about family and trucks and beer and all that fucking shit. It's bullshit. Like of, of the worst kind of bullshit, you know, like Hollywood. Yeah. It's like, everything you think about Hollywood is basically kind of true, but it's so transparent. You're like, okay, yeah, they're just trying to sell you like anything and everything. Country's still trying to play it off. Like they're men of the people. Like listen to a fucking Toby Keith record still talking about it's the so crazy. shit he does. Like, like he's talked to a human being in the last four years without going through <laughs> six middlemen. You they know? talk about the countries. Are they like, I'm a man, this I'm a man that yo, check out my bedazzled fucking rock and Republic <laughs> jeans. You stupid <laughs> fuck. Fuck off. <laughs> that's why i'm so all about george jones and the old like uh outlaw country dudes uh like like willie waylon all those oh, yeah. dudes that yeah. was yeah so fucking good and yeah. it was it was fun it was like wild and crazy and also it was like good family well not family but it was like it was good soulful music you know where what I mean? country meets americana that's where you'll find me yeah yes Yes. Like what Sergio Simpson's doing, like yeah. Chris Stapleton, those dudes. That, yep. I love that shit yes, right same, now. Tyler same. Childers, Zach Bryan, Jason Isbell. There's a Tyler. lot of good dudes out there. Brandy Carlisle. I just got into Ryan Bingham, Bingham this year. Ryan Bingham's the shit. Yeah. Dude, yeah. go dive into like uh, the High Women, which is uh, Brandy Carlisle, Marin I'll never Morris. do that. No, dude, it's fucking I'll dope. Never Natalie do Hemby it. is really good. <laughs> dude, you're wrong. You're wrong. Because I, I, I also like slaw Brandi Carlisle's knob. I love her to death. She's the shit. Uh, Can't get into it. She's super talented, but something just doesn't click for me. I love, dude. The joke. Great. Just, I, I watched like, the joke at the Grammys and I cried, and I like that legit like made me a fan for life. I, she's fucking fire. Yeah, that that Grammy performance did turn me on to her, but then never got quite into it after that. But the, that performance was like undeniable. I do like that it's her and these two guys, brothers, twins, who cares? Two guys. And they they basically the three the trio of them have been Brandy Carlisle since right. day one, like 20 years, and everything is split three ways. Like it's awesome. So That's like outstanding. Music aside, not for me, but ethically, I think she's fucking <laughs> Yeah, she's a fucking G. She's she's awesome. I love her to death. Um does anybody else have a worst artist of the year? I mean Aaron Lewis, but that's every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you like, don't want to I, break the. You don't want to break the cycle. You don't I do. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to break the cycle. Or to, what was it by fourteen shades of gray or whatever the fuck? Like, I just <laughs> I quit a job over him. So really, I, yeah, <laughs> I quit my my job as vice president of marketing at BMG because they were going to saddle me with him, and I said no. And <laughs> it became like a nine month thing. They signed Stained, and then. I didn't <laughs> my contract. I, I quit until I told him I'd work out my contract, but I did that seven months before my contract was up. I couldn't. I didn't, I'm not doing that. Hell I yeah! Tools. I can't work with Killer Mike, who is literally on the campaign trail with Bernie Sanders. Then be like, okay, well, I also work with Aaron Lewis. 
So that song that he put out during COVID, uh, "Am I the Only One?" Oh, dude, it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Dude, you went from like, dude, like ten year old me in my room with a CD player with the lights off, blasting, stained, like in my darkest period as like a fucking preteen kid to like, "Am I the Only One Who Still Loves This Fucking Country?" It's like, shut off, dude. So fake. The guy's from fucking Massachusetts, and he plays like he's a redneck from the south. It's all it's fake, which is worse. Oh, yeah. Somehow that's worse. It is worse. Or, or is it funnier? No. So <laughs> one last thing about this during during like that pre-vaccine that summer of 2020, Aaron Lewis and Sully Erna from Godsmack, who I also worked with. I have all the yeah. good ones. All the good ones. Um, <laughs> they went on tour together. And Sully's harmless. He's a fucking idiot. But he's like, you know what? He's fine, right? And he <laughs> called me and said, "Rob, I got to get off this fucking tour." It was a drive-in tour, right? He's uh, like, okay. gotta get off this tour. I'm like, well, what's happening? What's happening? Tell me what's happening. And he's like, he's like, we're doing these signings for guitars after the show. And he's like, and he's like, and this motherfucker is signing. I sign first, and then he signs, and he signs Aaron Lewis 2020. And Rob, the zeros are fucking cues. He's like, oh, <laughs> no. so you know that you've gone way beyond when like the dude from Godsmack is like. I don't want any part of this. This is part of me, dude. You basically, you basically represented like the entire roster of Sirius XM's Octane channel. I am Octane, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because, like, when I tell people I like rock and metal, I try to explain. Yeah, I'd rather listen to like Darkwave. <laughs> like, but I, I don't. That's not like. The, oh, you like metal? You must love Five Finger Death Punch. It's like, oh <laughs> god, I, I saw Five Finger Death Punch, the guitar player almost kill somebody at the rave in Milwaukee because he ran. I mean, it was kind of core. He was doing his thing. He runs off the stage, doesn't jump, doesn't it just continues running like through the faces <laughs> of the crowd. Just like, oh my God. I mean, Jeez. wait, is that the guy that looks like Barbosa? He has beard dreads. Yes, yes, yeah. Dude, he runs. If this is the stage, he just and like kicking people in the face. You're like, oh my God, bro. With the guitar. He's got beardy tail. He's that's got rule number tail. one. We don't stage dive with guitars, people. Jesus <laughs> H Christ! What a oh, way can to I, end. Can I say one more thing for best album of the year? Yeah, we put out an album last year, nineteen twenty nine part three. I don't think it's the best album of the year, but I think that your instrumental year, album. Pretty fucking proud of uh, how that album turned. Like, it's the shit I like to listen to. Like, I know there's a lot of Congress fans that are like, why don't you play more songs like Come With Me Now? It's like we're working on Come With Me Now too. <laughs> it's gonna come out right after you all fucking die, right? <laughs> but um, uh, I didn't know that it's, was it's this the year. album that I that I'm like I actually find myself listening to and being like, oh, I I like what we did here. You know, what I, I mean? think your instrumental version of Lunatic is the best stuff you guys have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that look, that's it's kind of cool to hear that shit without the fucking yeah, yeah. words. You should do like you should do just accordion only version of the song. Oh yeah, I got Kenny, it right here. Gonna, Kenny, are you gonna put out new music this year? Uh, I want to. I'm sitting on a lot of songs, um, but I don't know. I just I'm, st- I'm at that, that remix like, of every- yours. Or we you, get back to us on the remix we did for you. Yeah, no, I did. I texted Danny. The remix is dope. I just I, I'm at the point where like everything I do sounds like shit right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm just uh, not. It's not. I'm not blowing my own mind, and it's not worth putting out yet. 
Send it I to got, us. We'll fix it, dude. January 13th, we got the new single coming out. Very I've excited been trying about it. to get Danny and you guys to work on my music for so long, and he just wants to remix shit. I'm like, fuck your remixes. Oh, what do you mean? It's not remixes, dude. It's not like we're going like Kenny Carkey. Like, we're not no, Dante-ing it. We're doing like reimagined <laughs> versions of it. There's no, like three. We send, put fucking you, three out. But you guys did it to like my biggest song. I wanted you to do a new song. Work on work with me. On we can new... do that too, dude. Stop dude. complaining. We're down to work with you. We love you. He never why answers my calls or texts outside of this podcast. Why don't any? <laughs> why don't all four of us, like the four of me, you, Kenny, and Dante, make a full song and then put White Sox Dave's name on it? And I would have love to White do Sox that. Dave be the front man of the band. He could be the new Aaron Lewis. <gasps> I was just gonna say I'll do the marketing, but I ain't fucking doing it now. <laughs> oh. What if we just did a social experiment, non-Aaron Lewis related, where we just like. Set White Sox Dave up in a great situation and just see how far we can take it. That's a great idea. There's enough we, fake bands out there. But we Daft Punk it and we put him in a helmet or like a marshmallow mask or something like that. No, I think and he could then, do it. He could be a country star. We no, can write but, some country. But you can be a mix. Him. It could be like it could be like country, right? And then he's like Dead Mouse, where he wears the head of a deer that he killed. Dude, no, we, light we, up do, we do the Orville Peck thing where he just wears like the fringe mask yeah. and shit. And then at, on stage at the Grammys, we unmask him and it's White Sox Day from Barstool Sports. Nothing. <laughs> here's the problem is that Johnny and I have already found the tip of the spear with comedic music with Chevy. Oh, Mustang, yeah, dude. And it's really hard to beat anything that Chevy's ever done. Uh, Which Rob? The, Rob, have you it ever is so fucking ahead of its time? I'm I'm gonna go on record as saying this: forty or fifty I'm years sick. from now, when we're dead, people are gonna be like, "Those motherfuckers were geniuses." It was. It's Max Collins from Eve's yeah. Life. So Rob, I just I just put oh. it in the chat. It's called Chevy Mustang. It was born out of boredom on tour. So my band Fitness, which is me, Max Collins, and Ben Helsinger, who plays drums and cannons, was touring with uh, Congos. And we're in Birmingham, Alabama, after show, one in the morning, you know, nothing to do. So we started, and we all have laptop setups for music. So we just started making fucking random funny-ass music. And Max, the Eve 6 guy, ended up taking on this persona of this guy with a German accent who was born in Fresno, California. Uh, and the music is so bad that it made it organically onto Jimmy Fallon's show because he was doing a segment called like music you shouldn't listen to. <laughs> and Jimmy, it's we had Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld on one of our songs. We had what was um Britney Spears ex-husband Kevin Federline on a song. Dude, the song was so bad that my mom the, the song is so bad that my mom saw it on Jimmy Fallon and texted me about it. And she was you, like, do you know what Rob, this check is? it out. It's the best thing yeah. I've ever been a part of in my life. Yeah, Johnny, pull it up please. Daddy why are music industry people so insufferable? Now, if you know me, you know I can't be triggered. But here's a list of people that make my blue blood simmer. Have you ever read Machiavelli's Art of Sucking Off Others? These slimy motherfuckers, they commissioned their fathers and mothers. Johnny, play the Be My Friend one. That's the one. Oh, yeah. That's the, the funniest one. And this is the one that has Evan Rachel Wood in it. And like, like that's me. That's me. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> Can you see the tip of my dick? Oh, no, boy. That music's so good. Oh, I see you have a curing. Can I be your friend? <laughs> oh, I see you have a laser pointer. Can I be your friend? Oh, I see you have a new belt. Go to the, wait, go to the uh, Rev and Rachel Wood part. Oh, 
I see you have a head. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. dude. What, For what me, this was the one. This was the hit, dude. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you got your catchphrase from. Yeah. Is that drum and bass? Capitalism, it's cronyism. Throw the communists and do this in there with them. It's the left, the right, and straight down the middle. Every single one of them annoys me a little. Poverty and hunger and general malaise. I don't know what people are thinking these days. I have to tell you something. Yo, the whole joke is. Wait for the drop. I don't care. The, Have you ever the whole seen joke the movie? to me, the whole joke to me was how good the music production and the video production is for how bad the fucking song is. And <laughs> people being like, the... how does this guy, so Chevy Mustang would be like, oh, my interns make all this stuff. People were like, how does he have interns? <laughs> you ever seen the movie The Kingsman? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them, you know yeah. the you know the 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 thing that um, Samuel L. Jackson's character puts in the phones and makes everybody want to kill each other? Yes. <laughs> that song is that. That song makes me want to kill myself and others. I, I just, <laughs> in a good way. In the best possible way ever. I mean, so, so you're saying we get a reaction? Yeah. I, I love that he's from Fresno, a town that entirely smells like horse. Like it's just fucking amazing. And he looks very quintessentially like drum and bass German too. Which yes. Is, that's the that's well done. Yeah, I feel like that video. Was yeah, but he, he says in every song he's from, born and raised in Fresno, California. <laughs> <laughs> is is he supposed to be like a take on Tommy Wiseau, the guy who made the room, uh, who says he's, he's from... a Chevy Mustang is a little bit of all of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, did you ever you know we did like six podcast episodes with him on uh, Adobe Radio and he used to Max used to go on these fucking rants. Yeah. Like this one about Interesting. That unmistakable voice. I love the Black Keys. And a lot of people feel the need to, like, take sides with the Black Keys and the White Stripes. Here's my two cents on this one, okay? And I don't mean to just wade into hot water right now, but hey, it's my show. I can do whatever I want. The Black Keys actually were doing it long before the White Stripes. They were doing, they were creating <laughs> this sound that has now come to be called the blues. <laughs> oh, A lot yeah, of people don't know that. that, and they wrongly, in my opinion, give all the credit to Jack White. The truth is, Jack White, and this gives me very little pleasure to say this, but I believe he actually sold his soul to the Black Keys. A lot of you guys are familiar with the myth, the devil went down to Georgia and the pathways and crossroads, etc. Well, Jack White, I mean, look, bless his soul, haha, <laughs> if he still had one, which he doesn't because he sold it to the Black Keys. I mean, obviously he's done well in his career, but at what cost? Yo, Constant, no Black Keys slander on this podcast. No Yo, Black big Keys Black Keys slander. By the way, that, the uh, name of that show, Must Hang with Chevy Mustang, is fucking incredible. It's the best yeah. joke we've ever been a part of. Genius. <laughs> he right, that's a radio how show. <laughs> that's how we're ending 2022 dude uh happy new year to everybody happy holidays likewise uh let's come back prepared and fucking refresh for 2023 uh i'm like oddly exhausted today i think i got a bug dude i think i'm i think i have a bug too so does yeah, you can hear me i'm i'm fucking sick yeah, i feel like shit 
All right, good. Well, everybody feels like shit. Thanks to Dante (laughs) for leaving early. Thanks to Dave for not showing up. Very 2022 of Dave Williams. And thanks to Rob Gross for being here. Rob, Uh, big homie, always welcome. Uh, From everybody here at On the Guest List or Barstool Backstage, whatever the fuck we call this show at this point, uh, happy new year, and uh, let's get excited for 2023. I'm sure it'll be different than 2020. I can't wait for it to be the worst year yet. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. (laughs) I don't care. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.